Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 199 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having an awesome start to your day. So today's episode is a solo episode uh, with uh, yours truly, and Truth be told, this is actually an episode that I never thought I would actually create. And the topic for today's episode is what happens or what do we do when a team member passes away? If you're part of the STC newsletter or in any of the STC communities, uh, I recently shared that one of my team members, Karen Newland, was diagnosed with cancer earlier this year, and it was a, quite an aggressive form of cancer, literally the day after she started having discomfort and pain, she saw a doctor, doctor was concerned, and they had her starting on chemo and radiation like really quickly. Anyway, she was doing a lot better, but then suddenly she passed away just a few weeks ago, just while going through the treatment process. And Karen was an important part of the Selling the Couch team. She helped me a lot with Facebook ads. I tried to learn them initially, but they just kept changing so much. So just I thought it would be wise to outsource it to somebody that had expertise and deals with it on a day-to-day basis. And so Karen was helping me with a lot of Facebook ads, particularly related to the podcasting webinars that I do. And when she passed away, one, it was I learned about it because her daughter had posted on Karen's private Facebook page, you know, that her mom had passed away. To be honest, it it left me in like this really strange place because I'm simultaneously grieving. and, And by that, I mean, it's interesting because Karen and I actually have never met in person. I'm here in Philadelphia. She's in Colorado. And but, you know, each member of the STC team, they become like family to me. I, I try to be really discretionary in terms of who I bring on the team. I, I really try to bring on people that are kind hearted, who have high ethics, who are, you know, kind of have servant hearts. And I love this, this, me in this strange space of simultaneously trying to grieve while trying to figure out some of the practical things of what I need to do in terms of in terms of Facebook ads, but also in terms of figuring out how to unravel the relationship that I have with Karen and what that would even look like. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, this is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest, 
And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people. I just I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner uh, specifically for therapists, and his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that, and he comes from just a very heart-centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, it's absolutely free to download, and it's called The 7 Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And that guide has a lot of the things that, that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. So we'll get uh, right to today's session. And, you know, this is one of those episodes where I feel like, man, there's so much stuff I don't know. Yet at the same time, I want to share what I've learned. And so this is one of those episodes where I'm trying to navigate, man, I don't know a lot, but I, I want to share what I've learned. And so what I did was I broke it down kind of into three points, three things that I'm considering and I'm I'm implementing after Karen passed away. So the first thing I'm doing, and I hope these are like really practical. So the first thing I am doing is I'm asking members of my team if they have a contact person, if something were to happen to them. So whether they pass away or they get an unexpected diagnosis or they're in a major accident or something like that. Ideally, I'm trying to ask members of my team if they actually have like two people that I can contact if something were to happen to them, just to be on the safe side, you know, for some reason, if I can't get in touch with that first person, or, you know, God forbid, if something were to happen to that first person, then I at least have someone else. And what I'm at just a practical level, what I'm literally doing is I'm creating a simple form that includes the name of the person that I'm working with my team member, and then Underneath that, I'm creating a section called their emergency contact. So the name of the person, the email of the person, and the phone number of the person. And then the second thing I am asking members of my team are, so I have several team members that are kind of on recurring payments. So either I pay them at the beginning of the year for the whole year, or I pay them month to month. So for example, with my website, someone who helps me with my website, I pay him at the beginning of the year, whereas my virtual assistant, I pay her month to month just because sometimes I tend to use more hours on certain months than other months. And so it doesn't make as much make as much sense to do the yearly. So the second thing I'm doing, though, I'm asking what things they have in place to cancel any of those payments, those recurring payments from customers like myself. And and the reason I'm doing that is just because, well, I'll tell you in point two why this is really important. But the third sort of point is I'm starting to basically review once a year with all of my team members if it's the same person or persons who are their previous emergency contact, if they're still that same person. So 
In other words, don't make the assumption that just because someone has one emergency contact that they haven't changed that person or maybe that person passed away or maybe that, you know, maybe, I don't know, they had a falling out or something. You just never know, right? So it's always good to continue to update that throughout the year. So I mentioned in this point that figure out if, ask your team member if they have a way to cancel recurring payments from customers. This brings me to my second point. So the point is, how do I handle, this is what I'm thinking about, how do I handle recurring payments that I have with this person? And so I'm running into this now, and this is something I I didn't anticipate, I didn't even plan for, but what typically happens is during the podcasting webinars every four months as I record this, that's what I'm doing, Karen will run these Facebook ads for me, and then it'll kind of be in a one-off service. And then so I'll tell her a budget, she'll create the ad, she'll, you know, we'll pay Facebook the amount, and then, and that's kind of it. Recently, about Three, four months ago, I wanted to do some more evergreen podcasting webinars. So basically these webinars that can be accessed at any time. So they, I had pre-recorded them, added some extra content and stuff like that. And so I wanted some Facebook ads to run to that webinar signup page. And so Karen and I had talked about creating some evergreen and she said, Hey, you know, I, I'd love to do this, but you know, every month it's going to be this amount for me to tweak the ads, refine them, all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fine. So, so we had implemented this for about two months. So I actually had one payment go through and then between the first and second payment is when Karen passed away. So I knew that Karen, as far as I know right now, she is a solo business owner from everything she's ever told me. She didn't have other members of her team that were necessarily helping her. And so I was stuck in this dilemma. So for example, this upcoming month, I have another payment that's coming from her that I am not quite sure how to cancel. So this is what I've done so far. And I'm also going to share what my strategy is going forward, which all of this to say, this is why it's helpful to ask your team member up front what systems they have in place for to cancel recurring payments. So the first thing I did was I looked on the invoice that Karen had that Karen's business auto generates when I, you know, sign up for a business with them. I noticed at the bottom of that invoice that it was managed by Stripe. And so what I did is I reached out to Stripe customer support just to tell them and I told them, hey, this is a really strange call, but this is kind of what happened. I don't really know what to do. As far as I know, she's a solo business owner. I'm not even sure if she has any emergency contacts. And is there any way that I can just, you guys on your end can uh, cancel this recurring payment? Because I don't know what else to do. And the team at Stripe, I have to just say, they were like so helpful and so patient. And the folks that I talked to, they just really went above and beyond to try to help. They also gave me some bad news. And so they basically said, you know, they have information, contact information for the business, but they're not allowed to cancel any future payments on their end. So the best option is actually to reach out to the business owner and hoping that if it's a solo business owner, that they have someone that's checking their email or has access to billing. And they can cancel it. So I actually, as I record this right now, right after I'm done, I'm going to be sending an email to the email that I've always used for Karen. And I'm hoping that someone is checking that email and then we'll kind of go from there. So if for some reason I don't hear back on that email, what I think my next option is, 
is I I have a Chase business card. And so I'm going to have to reach out to Chase. I'm going to have to ask them what are the options. So I would think either they're going to be able to cancel something on their end because it's, it's you know, a credit card, uh, or I may end up having to get a whole new business credit card and close out that account and just get a whole new Chase business card. Just, yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious. I don't know the answer to that. So I'll keep you guys updated in terms of what's going on. So again, just to review the first two points, the first one is ask members of your team if they have a contact person or two, if something were to happen to them. And the second point is, think a lot about how do I handle any recurring payments that I have with a team member. And then the third point, this whole process got me thinking a lot about what systems do I have in place if... God forbid, if I were to pass away or something were to happen to me like health-wise or if I were to get into an accident or something like that, that leaves me unable to work. And this is an area, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm creating a master list or either, well, I've kind of done both. I've created a master list and I'm also using something like LastPass, which is like a secure password storage software. And I'm I'm basically creating a list of all of the software that I use for the business, for all of the services that I use for my business, and all of my banking stuff that I use for the business. And the reason I'm doing that is that if something were to happen that, you know, my loved ones would have an easy access to what they need. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to find two emergency contacts. So one of them will be my awesome virtual assistant. And the second person, I got to figure out who that's going to be. And I'm just going to reach out to them and I'm going to ask them, hey, this is going to be really sound really weird, but this recently happened to me. And so I just want to make sure that I have someone that, you know, other folks who may want to be in touch with me, want to reach out to if something were to happen to me, would you be willing to be that person? And so can I have your name, your email, and your phone? And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of check with them, just verify with them every year that they're okay with continuing to serve in that role. The third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to let my loved ones know that who my two emergency contact people are uh, so that they can contact them in order to, to take care of things on the business end. The final thing that I'm going to be doing, which I haven't done yet, is I'm going to reach out to a small business attorney to see what other kind of legal documents that I need to have in place in order to figure out what to do and if something were to happen to me. So uh, again, the three points are ask members of your team if they have a contact person or two if something were to happen to them. Two is think a lot about how do I handle any recurring payments that I have with the person who passes away? And then three, uh, think about for each of us, we should be thinking about what systems we have in place if something were to, if we pass away or if something were to happen to us that makes us unable to work. You know, as I, as I wrap up, I, I feel like again, this is an episode where I'm simultaneously learning and still fully aware that I, there's so much I don't know. And so, one of the things, particularly with this episode, I'd love to continue this conversation. So if you haven't had a chance, please be sure to join the Selling the Couch community. You can join over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. And let's continue this conversation because I know, I know that I feel like at some point this is going to happen 
to most of us if we've been in business long enough. And so I imagine that there are members in our community who this has already happened to, that they've learned a lot. And I think this could be just a really good conversation in terms of what things we need to do and think about and all of those different things. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like heart-centered folks that I've ever met. And you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Turning Point HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable and uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of your, any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business, just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.